The Thriving Over Surviving podcast is for informational and inspirational purposes and not meant to be medical advice. Please consult your physician for any medical issues you may be facing. The opinions expressed by guests and advertisers are their own and not necessarily the opinions of Thriving Over Surviving podcast. It doesn't always have to be faith where you get that drive. You know, some people it's just positive energy or, you know, having the right mindset and that works for them. Everybody has to have something that they can grab onto to keep them moving forward. Because if we have nothing, if there's nothing, if there's no positive thinking or God or whatever it is that you need, what drives you? You know, there's got to be something that drives us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? Okay, I hope you're all sitting down because my guest today is David Lyons. So he has over 25 years of experience as a fitness expert. The last 15 years, he's been living with MS. So when he was diagnosed in 2006 at the age of 47, doctors told him that he would most likely live in a wheelchair and wouldn't likely return to his normal fitness routine, which he'd been living for a very long time. It was a very important part of his life. So they basically told him to prepare for the worst, essentially. David did not want to hear that. And along with his wife, Kendra, he decided to dedicate his life to helping people with MS. By educating others on the importance of fitness, he has made an impact in so many lives. He's the founder of the MS Body Challenge and MS Fitness Challenge. He's the recipient of the National MS Society Milestone Award. He's the president and executive producer of Lions Entertainment. In 2019, he was inducted into the National Fitness Hall of Fame. He's a motivational speaker who's appeared on multiple media outlets. I welcome this multiple award-winning fitness advocate to our show. Let's chat it up with David. How are you today? Hi, Edie. Thank you so much for having me. I'll make one quick correction. So I was a 25-year fitness expert when I was diagnosed. Now it's over 40 years that I've been in the fitness industry. So I'm a dinosaur. You are helping so many of us, and I don't care what your age is. If you're a newly diagnosed person, you know, even pediatric or someone that was diagnosed a little older like me, it doesn't matter what age you are. That fitness level is super important when you have MS. And David, I'm going to tell you a secret. Well, it's not a secret, but something that happened to me when I was diagnosed with MS, I said, is there any kind of exercise that I'm supposed to do specifically? And they said, well, we really don't want you to get your core body temperature up that much because the heat is very bad for you. So for a couple of years, I didn't really do anything. Yeah, well, that that's always the answer that they used to give. Now it's getting a little bit different because a lot of the doctors are understanding the importance of exercise. But even when I was diagnosed uh, 15 years ago, the doctor said, your bodybuilding is over. I don't even think you should be exercising. The same things, you know, don't overheat your body. 
what, where a simple answer would have been, you can exercise, but keep your body cool. And it, there's a simple, simple solution to that. It's either a cooling vest or taking an ice cold towel that you wet and put in the freezer and throwing it around your neck and your body, core body temperature stays cool. So those answers are really bad when they tell you, stop exercising, don't do anything. We don't want you to overheat, you know? So let's get into your story a little bit. I, I know that you've probably shared your diagnosis story a lot over the years. So I kind of want to know how that initial diagnosis impacted your everyday life right at the beginning. Well, you know, they, they told me that I was leaving the hospital. I'm going to get into a wheelchair within six months. That's basically what they said. So I left the hospital actually, you know, with that negativity in the back of my head that the doctors were giving me, but I'm a very positive person. I was a, a champion athlete. So my response was, no, that's not going to happen. I'm going to beat this. But what happened is I went home and I started to investigate MS because I didn't even know what it was. When they told me I was diagnosed with this disease, I said, what, what, what's multiple sclerosis? You know, and I, and I kind of remember hearing that Richard Pryor had it, you know, back then. And, but I didn't even understand what it was. And I couldn't care less because it had nothing to do with me. You know, I was a, a bodybuilder and that's the road I was going. But when the doctors told me this and I went home and I started to try to investigate, I found so much negativity from the people that had MS. Groups on Facebook where people were just saying, you know, their life is over. And then I would Google, how do you beat this disease? And I was getting nothing. I was getting, you're going to be in a wheelchair and, you know, all these terrible things. So slowly that negativity started turning into uh, almost a depression. And it, it impacted my life tremendously where I would not leave the house. I did not go to the gym. I was not eating well. I went from about 200 pounds of muscle to about 160 pounds of nothing within a year. And, and I just didn't know how to handle it. I wanted to beat it and I wanted to be positive, but I didn't know the direction and I didn't understand the disease really. And that no matter how many doctors I asked, the, the same answer was, well, we don't know how it's caused. We don't know how to prevent it. We don't know how to help you you know, just sit on the couch and relax. And this is, you know, you're stuck. You've got MS. So it, it, it impacted my life tremendously where I went from this athlete that was constantly at the gym almost every day to nothing where I was just sitting there going, now what? <laughs> that, that's how it impacted me. How did it change? How did you turn that around? Well, I, you know, I'm a man of faith. So without getting, you know, the, biblical and religious, I will say that, you know, every day I pray and I, and I ask God, you know, give me a direction. You know, I understand I've got this uh, disease. I wasn't angry. You know, a lot of people get angry. You know, why me? I didn't do that, but I wanted to know why I have it and, and what was the, the direction I should go with this. Not so much poor me, I have this, but you know, why? Because I know there's a reason. And that's where I started taking this. And every day I would just keep asking, you know, where do I go? And one day I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I said, you know what? You're a champion. You're an athlete. And you're going to be a champion over this disease. Get back into the gym because that's what you know. 
And I went back into the gym and I slowly but surely started building my muscle back. And I went back into bodybuilding. And a couple of years later, I competed in a bodybuilding competition with MS when I was 50 years old. It's pretty outstanding. So I love that you tapped into your relationship with God to help you rise above the depression, I guess, that you were in. What are your core values and how do they impact the way you live your life? Well, my core values, number one, is, you know, God's first. You know, the, and, and not everybody has to have the same core values. I understand that. But for me, it has to be God first. Uh, okay, I ask and I get answers and whether those answers are what I want to hear or not, I kind of follow that faith and that feeling that I have inside of which direction I should go. So, you know, my core value is always faith, you know, and then family. Those are the core values that I have. Yes, like you said, everybody's core values are different and tapping into those really like mine are growth and humor tapping into those really help lead me in a positive direction. Because if I, I feel like if I'm not growing and learning, especially from other people like you, I'm not really fulfilling my purpose. And it really motivates me to keep going and learning more and being energized. Well, that, that's a really smart way of doing things. You know, it, it doesn't always have to be faith where you get that drive. You know, some people, it's just positive energy. Or, you know, having the right mindset and that works for them. And that's great. You know, everybody has to have something that they can grab onto to keep them moving forward. Because if we have nothing, if there's nothing, if there's no positive thinking or, or, or God or whatever it is that you need, what drives you? You know, there's got to be something that drives us. Yeah, I think if that's missing... I, I don't know if that you would have gotten over that depression. I don't know if you'd be where you were today if you didn't lean into that value of faith. So it's pretty inspiring to focus on those things that drive you to handle things like your autoimmune disease. What has been your proudest accomplishment in all of this? Oh my gosh, you know, we, we were talking about this earlier. There's been so many accomplishments, you know, and I just feel blessed and humbled by every single award and every accolade that I've been given for what I've been doing with MS and fitness. But the topping on the cake, you know, was number one, Arnold Schwarzenegger gave me a lifetime achievement award. So of course I have to say that that is up there really high. But even beyond that, my induction into the National Fitness Hall of Fame has gotta be it because that's where people get acknowledged for years of their dedication and their accomplishments in fitness. And it's not just the MS part of it, it it's my fitness journey as a whole that they acknowledge. And I'm in the Hall of Fame with people like Jack Lane, with people like Lou Ferrigno, people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tony Little, you know, all of these major, major fitness icons. So to me, I, 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 hit, I hit the top of the, uh, of the chain here, I can't go any further. It's pretty outstanding. I recognize that I, I think it helps me, right? When I'm looking at someone who's made those accomplishments and being recognized to realize that I need to look into what they're doing because it's working and it's working for so many people. I'm a, a part of the MS Fitness Challenge on Facebook and to see where people were 
and to where they are now by using their own strength to build their muscle back. Like I'm thinking when I when I first looked at it, I'm like waiting for these weight rooms and, you know, major like I'm going to push a tire and all of these things, right? And you're like, find your fitness bands. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. So, so when I was diagnosed and then I got back into the gym, I went right to bodybuilding. And what I found is even though I competed in a bodybuilding competition and my muscles were coming back and, you know, all this fun stuff. My leg was still not working. My arm was still not working. The things that MS was throwing at me and all the symptoms were not getting any better. I wasn't more mobile. In fact, when I was up there posing, my leg was shaking. It was, it was very, very difficult. So I realized that bodybuilding and, and straight exercise is not the answer for MS, that there are key factors that must happen in our body. And I didn't know what those were yet. So I went back and like I said, at that time, I had 25 years of experience in fitness. I was a trainer. I owned gyms. I was a trainer educator. I had you know, written courses for training. So I understood the body. But what I didn't understand is how MS related to it. So I studied the brain and how the brain functions. I studied the nervous system really, really well and how that functions. And I restudied all of the things I understood about the body and how muscles grow and things like that. And I found that there were three things that were extremely important for people with MS. One of them, which everybody hears, is neuroplasticity. Now, neuroplasticity, for those who don't understand it, is where you're basically deleting the nerves that are not working and saying, I don't need you. And taking nerves that are working, redirecting them to where you need them. It is not an easy thing for the body to do, and it doesn't happen for everybody, but it can happen. So I knew that that was important, but I knew that couldn't be the only thing if it doesn't happen for everybody. And I knew there has to be more than just redirecting nerves. So I started really understanding that there's a chemical in our brain called acetylcholine, and acetylcholine is what makes our muscles move. Without acetylcholine, our muscles aren't moving. When you have MS, you have a very low level of that acetylcholine going on. So I realized that acetylcholine is very important and it's what elite athletes and, and when you're at a high level of fitness is up there in your body. I realized that that's extremely important, but what does it do? Okay, so it moves on muscles, but it also creates muscle fiber activation. So the muscle fibers in our muscles themselves get activated. And they go into an anabolic effect, which means it's muscle growing. Now, this is not about bodybuilding, so I don't want anybody to think I'm talking about turning you into Arnold Schwarzenegger. But you have to be anabolic because if you're not anabolic and your muscles are not growing, they're either stagnant or they're catabolic, which means they're, they're getting smaller and they're eating themselves. So we've got to, we want to be in an anabolic state so that we get stronger, so that we can move our muscles and we can function better. The third thing is, and this is the most important thing if you ask me, is a brain to muscle connection. Now we lost a lot of that because the nerves are not connecting right. So what we have to do is recreate this connection between our brain and our muscle by bypassing the nerves and causing the brain to do the work that the muscle needs to do, not the nerves. 
So we have this firing from the brain to the muscle, the muscle back to the brain. Those are the three things that I said have to be incorporated into an exercise program. And I started to create specific training methods that do this. And I started creating them one by one by one over time. And I used them on, for myself as a guinea pig. And I saw what worked and what didn't. And I tore my muscles. I did all sorts of crazy things to get to the point where I understood how to do this correctly. And now I have about 15 different training methods that I use in my, what I call the optimal body training method or training program for MS. And all of this is stimulating those three things that I've just mentioned that are very important for us. But that's how I got to where I am today, where I could do anything that I want. I could jump rope. I could run on the treadmill. I could squat 500 pounds again. I could do all the things that I I used to do when I was 20 and 30 years old, but I couldn't do them just by exercising and bodybuilding. I had to implement the brain to muscle reconnection and the muscle fiber activation, maybe some neuroplasticity. We don't know because that's a hard thing to even understand if it's working. But the two things that work 100% of the time are the brain to muscle and the muscle fiber activation. It will work for anybody, even in wheelchairs. And I've gotten people out of wheelchairs and now going up and down stairs unassisted. And we have documentation and videos of all of this. So I've been doing this for over 10 years with the Optimal Body Program. And as you know, I launched in 2020 a membership so that people can join and follow the videos and all that. But I was doing this one-on-one -on -one with a lot of people over all these years. I still am. But that's how we get to where we need to go. So tell me, what are some ways in which you start to build that brain-to-muscle connection back? Okay, it's all focus-driven. So you have to have a thought-based, focus-driven training method, which means that when you exercise, it's not just the exercise that you do. It's what you're doing to get that exercise to work. So I'll give you, for instance, so I have a training method called contraction training. And contraction training is where you hold and squeeze a muscle for a certain amount of time, whether that's four seconds, whether it's six seconds, it just, it depends. But usually it's about a four second squeeze of the muscle. So if you're working your biceps, you're squeezing for four seconds. But while you're doing that training method, you are 100% thinking, my bicep is squeezing. I am connecting here. You know, this is what I'm doing. And then you relax it and then you do it again. You have to literally talk to your muscles so that you're firing the signal from the brain to the muscle. And the muscle needs to have enough time to understand. So when you see people doing these fast exercises and then going like this and, and you see these programs for MS on YouTube and, and they're just exercising, that does not work. Because with an MS brain, we have to have the ability to talk to the muscle and the muscle has to have enough time to understand. But that's how we do it. It's basically through the thought process, the focus of 100%. We do not listen to music. We do not have any distractions. There's no dogs barking. There's no kids playing. You, you train and you focus on the muscles and that's how you get them to respond. So I heard you say, I need to be hyper-focused. 
I need to tune into my body and the muscles that I'm working on at that time. And I can't have any distractions while I'm exercising. So people out there that have a hard time taking time for themselves and are busy working on other people and not putting themselves first need to adjust their mindset a little bit so that they doing this type of movement can make progress. Absolutely. And I find when people come to me and even right now I'm training personally 40 people in six countries. Okay. So I work with all these people and at all different levels. Some are in wheelchairs. A lot of them are not in wheelchairs anymore after working with me, but they've come to me in the wheelchairs. I have people that are, are, you know, were athletes before and they've got MS. So I'm getting them back to where they were before they had MS. But what I find is every one of them has said the same thing. Gosh, I like to have that headset on. So I hear the music and it's pounding in my head. Or I have people that, you know, they, they like to watch TV. So they're looking at a TV and I explain to them, when your brain is listening to music, it's not... It cannot focus 100% on anything else. So you're taking your brain and part of it and putting it to music. Or you're taking your brain and you're watching TV while you're working out. Stop. And then they stop and they listen to me. And they come back and tell me that they cannot believe how much more that they can get in their muscles and how much more they feel and how much quicker results are happening for them because they're focusing 100%. And I, and I say this to everybody, you know what? We have one shot at this really, okay? So every time that you exercise, if you're wasting your time and you're watching TV or listening to, to music or you're just doing hip bridges or, or leg lifts or whatever these guys are telling people to do on these YouTube videos, if you're just doing that, you've just wasted a whole day in your life to overcome your MS limitations. Stop wasting those days. Because it's no longer about just looking good, right? It's it's about really reconnecting your brain to your body. I've got some people now that I'm, I'm training for competitions, fitness competitions, because they love the way they look. But the goal was not to get you, this is not a beach body program. You know, this is not the 30-day insanity program where we're trying to make you look like, you know, you're, you're some fitness model. That's a benefit of the type of training I do. The goal is to overcome MS limitations. And while we're overcoming those limitations, we are looking great. And so, okay, so you don't just, your program doesn't just focus on that. I know that you have a team of people, of doctors and nutritionists and lots of research backing what you're doing. So tell us a little bit about your team and what the makeup of that team does to support the optimal body workout. Well, you know, I have doctors, um, neurologists and and alternative medicine doctors that have worked with us that still work with us. And they make sure that what I'm doing is medically sound, you know, and we're not hurting anybody or we're going down the wrong direction here. So they're involved in in watching what I'm doing and giving feedback. I have nutritionists and by the way, I am a nutritionist. I have a BS in nutrition, but I don't, I, I give advice but I have an actual nutritionist that works with us. Uh, her name is Monica Paley. She does a lot of work with people with MS and understands how the process 
works with us on in what we should eat and how to keep inflammation down. Mindset is very important. So I've got Lou Ferrigno's daughter, the Incredible Hulk's daughter, Shorta Ferrigno, is works with us with mindset and she puts out mindset programs. I've got Maureen Manley, who is a, who's a exercise scientist, who's with us, who is on was on the Olympic bike team. You know, we've got people in our group, in our team that work together to give information for the MS community that not only is just about exercise, but about mindset, nutrition, how to move forward in your life, how to keep yourself positive, how to make sure you're eating anti-inflammatory. So we've got all that. And that's really important because just doing it on my own is great as far as the exercise part of it. But you want to make sure that, you know, if you're saying something, it's correct medically as well. And that's what's great about having like Dr. Mark Vance and people like that who's, who are involved with us, making sure that, hey, th this is exactly correct. The acetylcholine does work the way you're saying it does. The muscle fibers are being activated. Neuroplasticity does work the way you're saying it does work and doesn't work the way you're saying it doesn't work. So this is why it's important to have people with you. You know, my wife, Kendra, is very involved in what I do. She's a nurse, been a nurse for over 25 years. So when she sees something that she thinks, well, you know, maybe you should take it a little bit down this road as far as the, the medical part of it. You know, I listen to that. OK, I'm not a medical professional, so <laughs> I'm a fitness professional. So I like to listen to the medical people. And I want to also so there's a lot of other trainers on your team as well one of which that i have connected with all the way back so this is going to be episode 51 this is the opening of our um season two and i thought no one could do it better than david lyons and so all the way back on episode five of season one, I interviewed Angie Gensler and she shared a lot of things that she has learned um, from working with you and becoming friends and leaning into that core value of faith. And so through that relationship, I've been so inspired to do different things in my life. And she, I think, is a product of the teachings that you have shared with her and all of us in this MS community. And so that networking group of people is really important too, because they also share your message. Yes. And, and Angie is a rock star. You know, I love Angie. She's like family because when she came to me and I didn't know her years ago, and I'm probably close to four years now, and she was not in this great condition that she is like she is right now. I had to kind of get her on this path. But once I got her on the path, boy, she ran with it. And she now does our advanced training programs for the Optimal Body Program. And we're, we're shooting some more. We, we started doing it because, you know, there were some people that can do some advanced workouts. So I had Angie do it. And she's amazing. It's, it's just amazing what you can do if you train correctly. And what you can do if your mindset is right, and if you put all of this together, how you could go from, I don't know what to do and I'm struggling, to now I'm a trainer and now I'm, a, I'm working with your team. I mean, it's, it's really remarkable what she's done. And there's other people out there 
that have that same ability. You know, Angie is very um, motivated, but there's a lot of people out there that are motivated. But if the key is being on the right path. If you're motivated and you're motivated going down the wrong path and you're doing the wrong things and you're exercising incorrectly and you're not eating anti-inflammatory, it doesn't matter how motivated you are. But if you're motivated and you're willing to learn and listen and follow a proper fitness regimen, then you can be an Angie Gensler. (laughs) So David, we've heard a lot of things from you about how you contribute to the MS world and your passion for fitness and your um, core value of faith. What outside of that brings you the most joy? My family. I mean, you know, I, I enjoy my wife and I, we have six kids and, you know, just being able to do things with them when we can, um, that, that brings me joy. I mean, look, you know, I love working out. I work out six days a week. I don't miss a workout. I don't care if it's Christmas. You know, I love that. That's, that gets me going. That is my way of releasing any type of negativity I have as I do it by training hard. But if I take that out of the picture, I would not be where I'm, I am without having the support of my wife, okay, who's been a tremendous support as, as with everything I'm doing. I mean, you know, I, I sometimes she doesn't see me till the nighttime because I'm busy training people like this, you know, and I'm, I'm here one-on-one, one after the other after the other all day long. And then I'm answering questions for people in the Optimal Body Program, and I'm, I'm running the charity with her doing those things. So just having the support of my wife is tremendous, but that's, that's all part of family. If you've got a family that you care about and you want to spend time with your, your life is better, you know? So we, we love spending time with our kids, you know, as much as we possibly can. They're all grown. They, none of them live with us. So, you know, it, it's not as easy as it, it was when they're little, but family is really you know, other than my faith is number one. Tell us about your charity. Well, the charity actually was started by Kendra. It, it was her idea. I was doing what I called the MS bodybuilding challenge, which was me challenging myself to this bodybuilding competition. And my goal was to just compete in bodybuilding competitions with MS. But after the first one that I did, Kendra said to me, you know, this is great. You look good. Everybody's patting you on the back. But really, I mean, are you helping anyone with MS? You're inspiring people. But what are you really doing? And I thought about that. And I said, I'm really doing nothing. I mean, this, this is about me. This is about me working out, you know. So, so I started thinking about what do we do for people with MS? So Kendra said, let's, we'll start this charity called the MS Fitness Challenge. Let's Forget about the MS Bodybuilding Challenge. That's you. Get out of that. Let's go to the MS Fitness Challenge. We're actually challenging the world out there, people with MS, to get, get into a fitness program and teach them what you're learning and explain to them how important the mindset is, the nutrition is, the exercise part of everything is. And that's what we started almost 12 years ago. And now we're in 25 countries. We have support of major companies like EMD Serrano, And we've got, you know, people that support us every single year with donations. And it's just been fantastic. In fact, we're planning, we did a training program, like a weekend training camp 
in Boise, Idaho, when we lived up there and it went extremely well, we sold out all the space that we could. And then COVID hit, we were going to do one in Los Angeles. It was being planned. COVID hit, so we had to cancel it. So we want to do a virtual one in 2022 because we're still not so sure where COVID is going. So we're going to now plan a uh, 2022 virtual training camp through the charity, which is going to be free of cost. So Angie, I'm getting Angie involved and we've got our team involved and we're all doing programs that will be live like this through a weekend that we pick where people enroll and they could come in, they could go in and out, listen to a seminar, take my training program that I'm going to be doing, you know, watch Angie, whatever, however we're going to put all this together, but we're working on it now. So that's what our plan is for the charity going into 2022. I'm so excited. We are going to be on top of it. I'm going to make sure that all of our listeners know, and we'll um, connect all that in the show notes for everyone, all your information. Before we wrap up, I do have another question to ask you about your journey. I know that you've had HSCT. What is it? Three times since 2014. Can you tell us a little bit about how that has impacted your life? So you're talking about the the stem cell? Right, the chemo one though. I did not have chemo. Okay, tell us more about what your program was. So what I did is I went and they they use um stem cells from the umbilical cord of babies, not aborted babies. These are healthy babies that are born that the parents donate the umbilical cord and then they extract the stem cell from it. And then they harvest that. And that's what I did. And I did that twice. And it, it was tremendous as far as bringing back the feeling. I had no feeling in this arm and I had no feeling in my left leg. Those stem cells, the first time I did it, it brought back all the feeling in my left leg. And I still have complete feeling there from it. The second one brought back all the feeling in my arm, but my hand is still numb and I want to go one more time, and I'm hoping that, that that one more time will bring back the feeling in my left hand. But it's pretty miraculous what these stem cells can do. I went out of the country for this reason, and I went to the Cayman Islands to uh, DVC STEM in the Cayman Islands. And the reason I chose them is because the Cayman Islands is the only regulated country that does stem cells. So when you go to Mexico, or you go to Costa Rica, or you go to Dominican Republic or wherever people are going, those are not regulated stem cells. You don't know what they're getting. DVC stem, they know that they're giving you 300 million live stem cells because they're regulated, they're tested. So that's why I went there. I know that with the chemo version, yes, you are getting the right stem cells, but you're still getting chemo first which is putting your body at risk of who knows what. And that's why I didn't want to do the chemo. But I had tremendous results from just the regular stem cells that you get from the umbilical cord. Now, I know now in the United States, they're doing some stem cell procedures. I don't know much about them. I'm not an expert on stem cells. 
Well, it's pretty interesting, the availability of multiple options for people that they can decide what works for them. And I'm so glad to hear that you regained a lot of the feeling in your body. My hands are numb. I mean, I can feel things, but depending on what I eat and my stress level and my sleep, it becomes worse and better. Do you experience that as well? Absolutely. So I, I don't have any f issues anymore with my arm and my leg. So it, there's no, you know, back and forth, but with my left hand, like I can't feel anything in here. And if I, if I eat something that's like dairy based, like ice cream, it makes it worse. So I can barely squeeze my fingers, but, but most of the time it's just that numbness, but because of the way I trained, and because of my training methods, I can do this. I can move my fingers. I could squeeze this hand as hard as this hand, even though I don't feel it. And that comes directly from the type of training methods that I use. Because my brain is now here, not the nerves. We know that the nerves are not working here because I have no feeling. But how could I do this if my nerves aren't working? I can do it because my brain has taken over the job of the nerves, and that's from specific training through the Optimal Body Program. It's pretty darn incredible. I am so blessed to have had you here today. I had no idea about the, well, I've heard the word neuroplasticity before, but not really getting into it. And the acetylcholine was very new to me. And I loved hearing all of the components of that brain muscle connection. And I just thank you so much for all that you do for our MS community. I appreciate you so much. And I'm sure our listeners um, are ready to check out your stuff. So tell us where we can find you. Well, first, Edie, I'm blessed that you had me on. So thank you for, for having me. You know, it's nice to have good outlets to talk to the MS community so that they can understand things that maybe they don't know yet. And hopefully I've educated at least one person. Optimal Body is real simple. It's, it's obpfitness.com. And they could go there and read about it and find out about it. Um, that's a, a membership program that they could join. It's inexpensive. It's the least expensive of any of the um, training programs that they have out there for MS. And it's the only one that is created by someone who has MS and that's me, the other programs are not, you know, so I understand what we go through a little bit better than uh, some of the other things that are out there. But yeah, it's obpfitness.com. The charity is msfitnesschallenge.org and they could read about the, what we're doing there. And if anybody's interested in one-on-one -on -one training, they could go to David Lyons fitness and lions is l-y-o-n-s david lions and book a free consult i am now bringing on some new uh students that i'm working with in 2022 so if anybody is interested in talking to me about possibilities of working with me i'm here and i i'd love to help people wonderful so this is airing on tuesday the 11th of january and all those people that want to start the new year off right i would head over to his his pages and i gotta say there's a lot more resources that he didn't even mention within those places and so i urge you to go check that out so if you'd like more information about core values david lyons or the podcast please 
please visit the website. The links are going to be in the show notes. Thank you so much, David, for joining me today. Keep thriving. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Keep thriving. Keep thriving.